0: From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fire some freedom with another episode of the CloverTac podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? It is March the 16th, 2023. Welcome to another CloverTac podcast. Unfortunately with the glitchy webcam still was not I thought I had it figured out but apparently not so uh, for those that are joining us live hey we'll just have to work through it Uh, if you're in the video replay well just gonna have to put up with it and for those that are in the audio podcast world which is sort of why we record this way is to get them over there in the fabulous audio podcast world well uh, you guys don't have to deal with it so there you go Um, real quick uh, powered by, of course, MTM Case Guard. And you probably know about all the awesome, cool stuff that they've got. But just in case you don't, jump over there, mtmcase-guard.com. MTM Case Guard.com. MTM Case, got to remember that, dash, Guard.com. And uh, with code CloverTech, you'll save 10% on whatever cool stuff over there that you decide you may not be able to live without. Going to be talking with uh, Charlie from Riding Shotgun with Charlie here real shortly. And if you're uh, not familiar with the Riding the Shotgun with Charlie uh, podcast, videos, whatever, I guess, that uh, you would want to call him, uh, he did drop an episode with me this week. So jump over there. It uh, would be a great opportunity to go check out uh, his stuff over there, of course. I uh, want to thank real quickly uh, all of those that are channel members all of those that are patreon patrons all of those at super chat super thanks all of those that shop clovertac.com slash shop uh, and we did have mike out there who is a youtube channel member that uh, didn't get a chance because unfortunately i don't see channel member stuff in the stream yard side here so big thanks to mike he gifted some channel memberships uh on monday night so Uh, Thanks to Mike for that. And uh, all of those that received those channel memberships, welcome. Uh, Hopefully we are doing some things that uh, make you stick around. What else do we have? Oh, proud member of uh, the Professional Outdoor Media Association, as well as the Firearms Radio Network. Lots of cool things going on there, so go check those out. Uh, and then uh, go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, soon to be a new network out there, the Rapid Fire Radio Network. And uh, looking forward to officially getting some logos up and, uh, and things for that if you are joining us out there live and you, if you have questions for Charlie as we move forward throw those out there in the chat I'll flag them we'll try to get to those uh, but I'm not gonna interrupt the flow of the conversation or jump completely off topic for something so uh, try to keep things relevant and again be patient we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to them so let's get Charlie in here there he is what's happening man you You're what's happening sometimes <laughs> Sometimes, so yeah, you dropped the infamous booger episode.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody saw it until now, Chris. Now everyone's gonna be looking for it, Clover. Everybody
0: is gonna. gonna I'm trying to drive traffic over there, man. Come on, help me uh, out here,
1: dude. You out. you absolutely <laughs> you absolutely have. It's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, story behind that we get through filming and uh yeah there's there's a there's
1: a there's a little bug a, you know. there's a little bat in the cave, right? There was, a, there was a little bug,
0: so I was like, <laughs> okay, this is gonna be epic. Uh, but I you know, I didn't notice it either. my wife wa- I didn't say anything to my wife. I don't remember saying anything to my wife about the booger thing and she didn't say anything about it. And if anybody's gonna see that, cause oh good Lord, she's always telling me like, <laughs>
1: It is going to be your wife you got, for sure.
0: You got something. You got something going on. So if she didn't notice it, I think we're good. Uh, you know, and that might have happened after we quit filming. I I don't, I don't
1: know. I I don't remember, but I know it's one of those things that if I had something like that, I wish somebody would tell me. So I I go through the whole okay. You know, if somebody, if I'm I'm doing a show with somebody, I'm like, all right, I have to find a way to tell them. You know. <clears throat> Uh with so many words. Um Mm -hmm. you know, without ruining everything. So (laughs)
0: Well, you know, I could have went I could have went, you know, digging for gold or something during the stream. That'd have been a
1: couple couple of nuts. Yeah.
0: That'd have been entertaining. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) That's just what people want to (laughs) see.
0: Right. Um, let's take a second here at the top of the show, just in case there are folks out there that have been living under a rock and um just give your elevator speech, who you are, what do you do, Charlie?
1: All right. Well, I live in New England, and I have a, a YouTube channel where I interview people as we drive around and uh, drive around the stagecoach and talk about whatever it is that they do in the gun community. Um, I did steal the idea from James Corden, um, and he's he's chubby, and he's English, and I'm chubby, and I speak English, so I figured I could do what he does and uh, drive around and talk talk with people. And I, I decided I wanted to interview people, uh, the rock stars in the gun community. And it's, it's been working out really well. It was an idea that I had in 2016 and I've put out over 165 shows and I've, uh, uh, interviewed people in 32 States so far. So it's, it's going really well. I love it. Yeah. That's, uh, are you going to try to get all 50? Is that a goal? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's totally a goal. I have, um, you're close i am but not cl- like once you get on the other side of the mississippi the states are a lot bigger okay so that's uh that's certainly an issue um i am i have plans to go to colorado this summer for a friend's son's wedding and uh i'm, I'm hoping to get some shows when i'm when i'm out there like that's what uh, since honestly since the beginning of covid anytime i've gone someplace I plan on filming a show, and I think there's only been two times that I've taken trips that I have not filmed shows. But you know, take my daughter to college, film a show. Uh, we went to go visit a college, film a show. Um, we went out to Rick Echter's thing in Detroit, film a show. This this was probably I want to say the worst. Use air quotes when I say the worst. But uh, my mother passed away in January of 2020, and I had to fly out to Chicago, and I called up Rhonda Azell, and I'm like, hey who do you know in, Who who's around in two days that I could interview in the morning? Because I'm flying to Chicago. I have Thursday morning. I get in at eight o'clock. I need to interview somebody. So I landed at eight o'clock in the morning on a Thursday in Chicago in January. And by nine o'clock, I was having coffee with Daniel Easterday. And uh, we had coffee. We filmed a show. I dropped him off. I went down and had to do all my family stuff. And you know, then a couple months later, I had to go out and uh, work at cleaning, um, cleaning up my mother's house, and I filmed a show in Indiana. Uh, Indiana on the way back, and then mm-hmm. in the summer we had to to uh, to bury her ashes, and uh, I filmed a show in Milwaukee. You know, so every place I go, anytime I go somewhere for something, I'm trying to film a show.
0: Okay, so that was weird. You said bury her ashes.
1: Um, uh, yeah. So it was. It's just what we did. Like okay. my yeah. We, we, that's, that's where my grandparents are and, and, uh, both my parents, and my aunt stuff. So, uh, we decided to bury your ashes.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I always said, uh, I want to be cremated and then use me as buffer, load me into shotgun shells.
1: <laughs> that's a great and go, idea.
0: And go shoot around skeet.
1: That's, that's that is awesome, man. Right? Yeah. Uh, right. I, yes. I I think uh, cremation's the way to, I would like to go as well. And
0: I I think the I think there will be enough, or she could divvy it up. You know, enough. I think anyway, where like immediate family members, if they wanted to take a shotgun shell, you know, home, they wanted to keep one, put it on a mantle, they sure. could. And I think the cool thing w- with that would be that you would be loaded in live ammunition. So in a sense, you could actually protect. There is a chance that you could protect your family one last time that way too. This would be.
1: <laughs> this is true, right? Right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess that so. Would be a, a I, story? I like, uh, it would yeah. certainly be a story. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Is it is it going to be one of these things where you like, they, you would go you'd go where the shot is right. So they would fire the gun, the wad would, the, the the ashes would come out, the wad would come out, and uh, we'd have to do like a ballistic, a ballistic gel test on this, wouldn't we? To see how proficient, uh, to see how effective it would be?
0: It's gonna, yeah, I mean, the, the, the buffer compound or you know, what the ash would be, essentially would be a buffer compound, right? So that's a powdery substance anyway, and it usually dissipates pretty quick, so.
1: All right, well, okay. Um,
0: Gotcha. There would be. There's going to be trace amounts on the shot, you know, things of that nature. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just I always, I always thought that would be cool for some reason. You know?
1: Yeah, I, I'm one of these guys. I hate fish, and I thought uh, the way I should go is uh, do a. Uh, what are they, a Viking funeral where they just send me out and you know send my my ashes out. Oh yeah, out yeah, that will be kind of fun. Yeah, put the boat on fire and send it out in the ocean. That'd can you
0: put me? Can you put me down because I do love me some archery. Can you put me down to fire the flaming arrow? <laughs> I want to volunteer. Somebody else can give the eulogy and all that. I want to fire right. the flaming arrow into the boat.
1: All right, let's. Uh, I, I'll have to change my will, but we'll we'll do that. Okay,
0: we'll make that <laughs> happen. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so um yeah i mean you have uh i don't know the last time we talked you've had so many interviews since last time we talked uh obviously the one we filmed was with the grpc what seems like forever ago
1: so oh my gosh totally good work, work
0: charlie way to get i know cranked right <laughs> out is,
1: that's awesome this is, man this it's is like, why I, this is why i get evergreen material <laughs> months
0: to do a video it's not too evergreen when i was listening to it we were talking about things that were happening
1: then oh yeah that's true we the, were talking about
0: gas prices we were
1: <laughs> <laughs> right all all the things people turn into gun sh- uh, gun shows yeah.
0: right yeah yeah um but at that show um did you do very many at grpc this year or were you more I, focused um, on the, the show
1: i was kind of focused on on, on getting stuff done i was um Um, I had a presentation that I did with Yehuda Reamer at Amcon, which, uh, if, if you're not, if you're in the, the gun media, you should definitely come to Amcon. Um, and it's the, the alternative multimedia conference, which is the day before GRPC. So I had a presentation I needed to do for that. Um, gosh, I think I only filmed, uh, I think I only filmed like four shows when I was there. So it wasn't, wasn't really much, wasn't a lot. Um, Oh, I'm gonna look like a chump. Um, I filmed you. I filmed, uh, Rhonda Mary. Um, okay. oh my gosh, Rebecca Schmoy. Uh and this this is really bad. Well, I'm gonna say one other one
0: yeah I, do, I <laughs> so, don't <laughs> it's all it's all right yep. go check out the channel. It's on there link will be below by the way for anybody that awesome. is you needs needs easy access to that whether you're live whether you're video replay, audio replay yeah, it's down there um so I guess since since we last talked or talked about anything, has your favorite guest changed? And I don't even remember who you
1: said the favorite guest was before, oh, but as of this moment, who who's your favorite ride along? So, um, so there's there's some people that are certainly monumental, um, having Alan Gottlieb and driving around in his Corvette in Bellevue, Washington. Oh, with- nice. Yeah, it's one of these things where, you know, you if you talk to people and and you want to get into one of those those contests where you're like, Well, how pro gun are you? How pro gun are you? I'm so pro gun, you know, I believe in this, I believe in this. And I wanted to say, I'm so pro gun. Alan Gottlieb lets me drive his cattle, uh, his Corvette around. That's right. how pro gun I am. Um right. so, so that was really cool. Um, of course, having Hickok 45 on the show was one of these things that was un uh you know, like one of these dream come true things. Um one of the ones I did a couple years ago down at uh, GRPC in Dallas was I interviewed Ashley Lubinsky, who's a firearm historian. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I had um, I, we were about 15 minutes from Dealey Plaza and I got her in the car and I said, all right, we got 15 minutes to talk about you. Then as a historian, we are going to talk about the Kennedy assassination. And she's like, oh, I really don't know much about the Kennedy assassination, or about the conspiracies. I'm like, I know plenty for both of us. We'll be OK. <laughs> right so that was pretty cool and we went down the middle lane at, at 11 miles an hour and stuff so um I, one of the things that i uh when i when i was younger i used to spend a lot of time listening to motivational speakers like zig zigler um i've spent a lot of time listening to jim roan and all these all these kinds of guys yeah one of the things that i like to do is I, I always tell people i'm going to zoom in on their face when they say something uh deep and profound um uh.
0: That's why. That's why I never seen a zoom in my video. I don't have. Oh, right. to, I don't have to worry about
1: that. So. <laughs> well, it was that and the booger. <laughs> this uh, <is> true.
0: <laughs> zoom in on the boog. Why not? Right.
1: <laughs> so, um, one of the things that I do is I I put uh, about uh, three or four, maybe five of the favorite quotes that I have from from going back and watching the show. And there's some things that I think are pretty interesting that people say, and it's I it it probably comes from. You know, listen to these motivational speakers and saying, "Hey, this this person, this person said this," and I thought this was something very memorable that uh, that they pointed out. So, mm-hmm. um, on top of all the other, you know, the other stuff that I put for the show description on YouTube, I I got a little section of favorite quotes, right?
0: And that needs to be a book one day. Yeah, that's you know, maybe this maybe yesterday.
1: <laughs> this is why it's more like a pamphlet, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. This is why it's good to have people like you to bounce these ideas off of.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can I can come up with work for you to do. That's not a problem. Oof. Yeah, I need. Uh, <laughs> and now after after GRPC this last go around, Gun Rights Policy Conference. By the way, keep saying GRPC is if people out there automatically know what it is. Um, I gotta ask the ride along with Moss. Uh, yeah. How was how was that?
1: So, uh, it was one of these things that was intimidating, um, uh-huh. b- because he's, he's Masada, Yub, you know, the
0: entire thing or just for a little while, the, um,
1: there's, there's plenty of times where, uh, where I get, I, I guess before I do a show and I get somebody big like that, I'm like, holy crap, holy crap. I can't believe I'm having them in the car. I can't believe I'm driving. Alan God leaves Corvette. Um, right. but then once I get in there, I'm like, okay. Like it's, it's all biz. Uh So let's just, you know, let's just talk and have a conversation and and try to hit the points that I want to hit. Roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then when I go back and watch it, I'm like, holy crap, I had Masada Yuba in the car. Oh my God. I I drove Hickok 45 around. Like, it's just, it's the stuff that blows my mind afterwards. Cause when I'm, uh, when I'm filming the shows, I don't, I don't want to say it doesn't hit me, but um, yeah it hits me. I think it hits me more afterwards when I get kid video of this. Um, right. This is not something that was when, was on the show. Um, this is before we started the show, but, um, and I'm going to, you know, cater my language to the, to the G, uh, the, the PG crowd here. But, um, so mass asked me, he's like, uh, so, uh, what's the deal for swearing on your show? And I'm like, um, if you do, you do. And if I have, it, if it's bad, I'll edit it out. And you know, he's like, we'll go with court rules. And I'm like, okay, what are court rules? And he's like, well, if you're in court and somebody says, um, uh, you know, a man threatened his wife and he says to her, just say it, just say it, just say it. He said, if a woman, uh, if the man says, I'm going to kill you, you fucking cunt, then you can say, I'm going to kill you, you fucking cunt in court. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, there we go. If it's a direct quote, then it's okay. Right. So, so I, (laughs) that was before the show. And, um, it was just one of those things that I thought was completely hysterical. Um, at the end of the show, uh, what was what was fun with uh, doing the show with Mass is that I was I was in Florida. I was trying to drive in this big square, and I missed the turn that I needed to go back to the campground. Ah. So I went too I went too far, and then I got to this point where I'm like, "Oh, that was on the l- right hand side when I was going to the campground." So I did a U-turn and I'm like trying not to tell him. I don't know, you know, I I don't know where we're at. And I think we might possibly be lost somewhere. Um, (laughs) So so I had to do a U-turn once and then I didn't get to the road and I did another U-turn and then I turned around a third time and then I finally got on the right road. And just as we were about to get to the campground, I said, well, you know, we don't have to call Gail and tell her that you've, uh, you know, that, that you're going to make it back. And he said something along the lines of, uh, this is the first time in history that an Arab has been kidnapped. <laughs> like, that is great. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so he, um, I get the intimidation factor, right. And a lot of people, a lot of people say that. Um, so I, I get to GRPC this year and, um, roll in and I don't know, I had three hours on the road, something like that. It'd been a while since I had, you know, had a, had a smoke or anything. And, um, so I, you know, packed a pipe and, you know, I was just walking around out, you know, outside and I was smoking and, uh, and he comes outside. Mm. Uh, and he was, uh, in there. It was some board meetings, some meetings and stuff that he was pretty much in all day that day. Um, and he comes out to smoke and, That It definitely had the longest conversation I've ever had with him, and I couldn't even tell you what it was about Mm. uh, because that was what was so beautiful about it is It was about nothing. It wasn't about training or best gun to carry or tactics or like any of that. It wasn't anything political to speak of. Um, I remember talking about back in the day in school, and, of course, his day in school is a little different than mine, but uh, I know school was – intermixed in there somehow you know that come up but I'll tell you he's one of the funniest people if you get over the intimidation and actually have a conversation with him he's one of the funniest people on the planet and it just because he's because of the intimidation factor and I think the dryness of his demeanor that's right yeah it it makes it even that much more funny when he when he says something he says
1: something it's it's great (laughs) it really is priceless.
0: yeah yeah it's very very cool Um, so yeah, uh, planning on NRA, Charlie,
1: the NRA trip. I am. So I was, uh, I was debating back and forth and I'm like, should I fly? Should I drive? Should I, you know, I've got to take, take some time off the day job to get, uh, to, to get out there and stuff. So, um, I'm going to say a week ago, I think it was a week. Yeah. I think it was a week ago. I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going to look at flights. And I found some flights, uh, I tried to fly out of, of Hartford, but I found some flights out of Boston that were a hundred bucks one way. And I'm like, dude, at a hundred bucks, you know, a $200 round trip, I can't not go. Yeah. So um, I'm flying out on Thursday, um, flying back first thing on Monday morning and um, really looking forward to it. Now,
0: you've been involved in the Concealed Carry Fashion Show for a while. Do you
1: know if that's happening or not? So I, I talked to Amanda, Amanda Suffolk from i on the Target Radio. She's the one that has been organizing these. Right. And um, she, uh, she said they the NRA was, was going to do it and then something happened and I'm not 100% sure if it's going to happen or um, last year we did one, excuse me, last year we did one, uh, but the NRA wouldn't or wasn't letting people know about it. So we had right. to go around. Yeah, we had to yeah. go around with these big flyers and we she got these big banners to I put up. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. so we're like they're like you can't put it here and they're like she's like well where can we put it? They're like I don't know but you can't put it here. So right. she's like forget it. I'm going to I'm going to stick it, you know, put put it up wherever we can. Yeah. Um so it wasn't uh necessarily uh sanctioned, I guess would be the right word, by the right. NRA. Uh this year she said they were going to get behind it, but then something happened and um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if she's doing one, but um, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't going to push it like they, they said they were going to. So I know she's, she's bummed yeah. about that.
0: Well, I know that, and maybe I just need to get, uh, get in touch with her, but I know that, you know, I had uh, put a bug in here to, for several people that I know in the industry companies that seemed interested in helping out with it. Right. And I mean, that's oh, cool. money to facilitate, to do things. And um that was last year in Houston. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'm kind of glad I won't get into the details of the concealed carry fashion show in Houston, but I'm kind of glad they ended up not showing up to that. Um, But I think there's, I think there's a lot of room. I mean, there I I definitely see interest in the industry and, you know, I'm not real sure how Amanda, you know, we're kind of ramrodding her show without her being here, but, you know, I'm not sure how you know she approaches things and handles things with it but you know I definitely think there's something there I think there's a lot of room for improvement I think there's a lot of room to bring companies in which will offer the funding to be able to do cool things like maybe get the word out hmm. I mean maybe you've got a company that you know will kick in some bucks for like advertising and I mean let's be honest if you've got a very big company their mailing list alone oh my could gosh get, could get butts in the seats you know what I mean so yeah. Um, and it wouldn't have to be a, uh, even a, a, a company that it, it seems like all the companies, the times I've been, which has only been two or three, uh, but it seems like all the companies are like concealed carry fashion related, you know what I mean? Right. They do holsters, yeah. they do purses, they do cover garments, they do vests, they do, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're leaving out a whole sector of the industry that would be more than happy to headline or help. Just mm. to have their name associated with it, like don't, don't discount that when companies, especially
1: when companies are willing to write a check. Oh my God! Absolutely. Yeah, we've got. Um, I'm actually. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to be helping out, but uh, here in Massachusetts on April 1st they're doing a concealed carry fashion show with that, the Gun huh? Action League. Yeah. So, the uh, the gal that's running that. Is, uh, is Carrie Ann O'Clair. she's the DC project gal from Massachusetts, and uh, Renee Gagne, she's the, the DC project from Rhode Island. Um, so they're the ones that are kind of spearheading everything and trying to put things together. And um, I'm not sure how well it's going. I know she called me up and she's like, hey, who do I talk to and, you know, can you connect me with some people? So I'm like, here's some places and here's a few people to reach out to. Um, so I'm, not, I'm honestly I'm not 100 percent sure how it's going but I know she's been putting out a lot of uh, a lot of Facebook posts and trying to social media to get some interest to get some people there
0: yeah I think I think doing things like that uh, especially around the, the large events I mean but even with that I mean I think that's great because it gives a an alternative right um, mm. rather than hey this is a range event like let's say tony simon for example in the diversity shoot right like it's not a shoot but it's related to that um you know maybe it's a little less threatening or a little, little less intimidating right is it, a better it def- word
1: yeah it definitely is and and honestly it's it's uh i've been in, i've done the ones with the the gun owners action league here a couple of times um i've emceed them i I modeled in one i announced one Um, and they're, they're always a good time, but it's, it's interesting to talk to your non-gun friends and be like, Hey, listen, you know, we're doing a concealed carry fashion show and it's, it's going to be at, um, at a country club and, you know, it's going to be a cash bar. There's going to be light, light hors d'oeuvres. And they're like, Ooh, we don't think you should be drinking and carrying guns. And we're like, we know that we're, we're responsible people. It's, it's okay. If gun people have a couple of drinks and don't carry, it's not, you know, we're not I'm not sure what I'm looking for here, to say here, but we're not, we're
0: irresponsible? not responsible.
1: Yes. Irresponsible is a great word. We're not going to be that irresponsible. Like, come on, man, let's, let's be real. Let's let's, you know, we've got these blue training guns that we use and, and let's have a couple of drinks and have a good time with it. And, you know, people get up and strut their stuff around on the stage and have, have a fun time with it. It's good. They're great.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No firearms, no ammunition, you know, in the building, you know, that type of thing. And
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, you're good to go. Um, yeah, I think tying it around, um, you know, events, like I said, is, is a good thing because of the ability of having a lot of people in one place at one time. Like Mm -hmm. I would like to see, like, I don't know what went on. Were you at, at shot show? Did you go
1: to the DC projects? Oh, to the DC project party? I did. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm still mad.
0: I I didn't get an invite for that. I'm upset. (laughs) So, so
1: all right I'll I'll make you my plus 1 next I will time. I'll
0: see right. I will see Diana I think more importantly I think my wife was upset over that but Oof. Yeah, you don't um, want to do that. Yeah. So uh yeah.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was a good time. Um they had a they had an 80s band that played and they, they were you know, I spent my time playing in a band. Um the band was pretty loud and I think m- people mostly want to socialize, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm I'm now on the other side. <laughs> I went from being on the stage to being on the audience. So, I, hey, listen, turn the band down. We'd like to talk. So
0: pretty much any after event you go to at Shot Show or really any other show, just be prepared for that. I mean, you were at the guns dot com thing. Yeah. Uh, see, say I wasn't drunk enough that, that I forgot that. I remember you were there. <laughs> um But uh it was loud there, right? Yeah, like it's it it's yeah. loud. I mean there was even I remember it was one year, and I think it was a L's, Brownells party. It was in, like, a tiki bar. And there was literally a guy and a gal there that were singing. Um, no, like, plugged-in instruments. I think she had a ukulele, and he had a guitar, if I remember oh properly. And even it was loud. It's like, <laughs> we're trying to talk in this tiki bar thing, and it's like... right. I never knew a ukulele could be that loud. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you're killing me!
1: Yeah, that's um, that's nuts.
0: So, what do you do? You yell and uh, end up getting hoarse because. Oh my you know,
1: gosh, I I thought after that night, I'm like, I can't. I got I got three more days here, and I can't talk. Holy moly! Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But you know, yeah, having that built in, you doing that type of stuff like the concealed carry fashion show around. Um, those events like that, you've got that built in, you've got people that that are there, right. Mm. That's built in that people are there. They're looking for things to do in the evening quite, quite often. And so, you know, with the right advertising and building them out around events like that, I think, um, I think there's a lot that that can be done moving forward. So uh, hopefully they're able to do that. We got way off on something that ain't even your project, but you know, (laughs) that's all right, man. You know, earlier I tried to tell you, you know, give you more work with what you need right. to do in, in writing a book. And now we're both trying to tell Amanda what she needs to do with a fashion show. So go figure. <laughs> right. Uh, this is mansplaining hour, apparently. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about doing this a couple of years ago, you know, Kelly pigeon does armed and feminine. And I thought about doing armed and masculine and just mansplaining a bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, that
0: would be hilarious. That would be you totally to, you hilarious. would, you would have to do it satirical. Oh, of course. Um, absolutely. And with some of your contacts, even getting guests. Oh my God. We talked about Moss earlier. Can you imagine like getting him to mansplain? in a satirical way
1: right right why the 1911 is better is superior oh my god
0: (laughs) oh that would be that would be epic uh speaking speaking of epic ghost out there he says charlie needs to get an old vw van to drive around that would be that would be epic
1: that would be pretty cool so a couple years ago i got i was awarded the blogger of the year at gun rights policy conference and dude
0: has never written a blog just saying (laughs)
1: That's, I don't think he knows I, what a blog is. He doesn't I read, even know. I ran around for two days. I'm like blogger of the year. Didn't write a word because that's how I roll. Right. <laughs> then I started writing stuff for Amoland, and I'm, you know, writing show descriptions and everything. I'm like, holy moly. Right. But um, I came back from that and I was talking with some of my local buddies and uh, I decided I wanted to get a big car and or I, I well, I needed to get a bigger car, but uh, I ended up getting a Dodge Charger. And my hope was to uh, get some sponsors to take the, I call it, take the stagecoach across America. And oh, I yeah. wanted to, uh, I wanted to to raise enough money to put some vinyl wrap around it with advertisers and oh, yeah. and have that, uh, you know, drive that around the country. I thought that'd be pretty cool. Um, I bought my, uh, I have a 20, 2014 charger. I bought with 80,000 miles and I have uh, 215,000 miles on it in three years. Wow. So, uh, what's that? a 130 miles, 130,000 miles in, in three years.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a little yeah. bit above the normal there. It's, it Charles. certainly is. Yeah. 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 Now, it's, it's when you go to these events, I know with me, you, you basically, I had to provide the car, which I'm still upset about, but it's okay.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I appreciate it.
0: So, do you do you typically borrow a car or do you have a rental is it just a combination it, of um, all the
1: above it's it, it really is a combination um when i first started it uh the the first year i went to the second year i went to grpc was in dallas in 2017 and i borrowed yehuda rumors uh car so he was he was kind of bummed about that because he was st- like sunday afternoon he wants to go home and he's like hanging out with everybody i'm like i'll be back i'll be back let me i'll be back in 45 minutes it'll be cool man yeah um so I've done that. I've, um, last year when I went down to NRA, I did a road trip with, uh, Amanda and her brother, Rob. Mm-hmm. So I drove to Ohio and then we hopped in a truck and, and rode together and we split the driving. So I, I used her truck. Um, I went to San Diego, uh, San Diego County gun owners, uh, gun prom last year. And I went with uh, John Petrolino and he got a rental car and I used the rental car for that. Um, so it, it all depends. I mean, I've um, I, I've taken my car from man from New England all the way to, to Sioux Falls and um, uh, down to down to Atlanta and Nashville and Birmingham and stuff. So um, if I fly someplace, I, you know, I, I try to see who else is going and if they have a car I could borrow. Um, and then I certainly try to plug them when I, um, you know, when I when I do the show and, and add them to the credits. Right. Listen, you know what? These want to thank these people for letting me use their car. Yeah.
0: Have you seen the new service that they've got that's similar to like Airbnb but oh yeah on, uh Turo, Turo I think it's what it's Turo, called Turo yeah. yeah 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 maybe Turo's what it is uh maybe you need a Turo sponsor that would be kind of cool. That would
1: be pretty cool. Man that would be that would be really cool.
0: I, th- I <laughs> Cuz then wherever thought, you go even if you flew you could get on Turo and find somebody in that area that had a cool in.
1: that yeah, had a cool car a right? Cool car. That would be yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, and it could be something that was unique, and that could be even be part of, again, I'm giving you tons of work to do here, Charlie. I but know. you could literally do a review of the car before you ever start. You know what I mean? Just walk around can. the car. Hey, you know, want to thank today's sponsor, Turo, or today's sponsor, whoever, uh, right. that helps us with Turo. Check this out. It's a whatever model, you know. Mm. Check out these seats. Check out this engine. Do this, you know, and then maybe two or three minutes worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then get into the, and then get into that. Yeah. I think now,
1: that's a, it's a great idea.
0: If, if that, if that's the case, I need five percent cut of any sponsorship you get on that end. Just sounds for like coming a, up with it, so, sounds like
1: a deal, man. The finders okay. here, right?
0: y'all, <laughs> you guys heard it out here. We heard guys. it, you heard it here.
1: We, we got some part of it. It's
0: contractually <laughs> binding at this point. So what's five percent of nothing? That's what I'm. Just, still nothing. That, that worries me a little bit. But yeah. uh yeah, if you was to do something like Turo, what are some of the vehicles that would be
1: on your list? Like wow, that would be cool. Oh, my God, I think it'd be really cool to do one in a, in a Tesla, of course. That'd be a lot of oh. fun. Um, my son be quiet would, at least would be, <laughs> that would be nice too. Right. Um, when my son turned uh, when my son graduated high school, I went and booked a uh, a Tesla road test, which was pretty fun. So he was he was pretty excited about that. Um, I gotta tell you, man, I, um, I've had this charger for three years. I absolutely love it. Um, I was, I've heard some people say that, uh, Dodge is not going to be making chargers that run on gas. They're going to make electric chargers. And I was like, yeah, that's not cool. Electric chargers. Okay. Yeah. But
0: I guess they're that, still going to have some sort of a, that's going to be uh, jacked up. It's like, Hey, what do you drive? Yeah. An, ele- a, an, an electric, electric charger. charger. Huh? Oh. An electric. How do you drive an electric charger? <laughs> right. What? You just plug it into the wall where you sit on the two prongs like that can't be comfortable <laughs> that can't be comfortable
1: <laughs> <laughs> i did uh, i went it to make f-
0: sense to make the charger electric i guess in a way like that's pretty good that, marketing, that's pretty guys, good marketing I mean,
1: scheme right like, i did see I, it. I did see some meme that had a white it was like a white charger from the 70s mm-hmm. um and then it had a you know a cable underneath it and it said the charger i wanted and the charger i have <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah
0: that's awesome. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I thought you was going to say they retrofitted. I've seen quite a few uh old vehicles that were have been retrofitted electric and it's cost a lot of money to do it. Oh but, yeah,
1: that's ridiculous. Uh,
0: there it's pretty neat that the problem I've got with electric is um I actually talked with the with the service guy Kia. He's got some pretty decent looking electric stuff and they and they um what am I thinking the I don't want to say mileage because that's not necessarily it is. it? It is the, the hours. What do they call it? The chart, the, the, is it the mileage? Well, they call it somebody out there in the comments. Help me out. What do they call uh, it on the, the electric, the, uh, the charge cycled, uh, what am I thinking? The battery, uh, the,
1: how the battery. far
0: you can go on a charge. I don't remember the the term is escaping me right now. Anyway, um, They've done really good, but that's my issue. A lot of the stuff that I've looked into, um, you know, is like a couple hundred miles, maybe three hundred miles, and it's like, yeah, that's
1: that's, 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 that's nothing
0: iconic. in that's nothing in Texas, and you know, a lot of places that I go that we go, and it's like then you got to worry about a charging station.
1: Oh my god, absolutely!
0: You know, if you go, <laughs> I.
1: I uh I had some was I had some work on my car done around Christmas time and I, I was like what am I gonna do I like, do I need to get a new car blah 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 and I had mm-hmm. a friend of mine that's like dude just get a Tesla and I'm like where am I gonna charge it they're like you just go to the gas station or the grocery store and I'm like I don't want to hang out at the grocery store for forty five minutes <laughs> all right it's ridiculous right.
0: well you know I in talking with him I was telling him about you know we drive to Vegas you know blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of stopping to have to charge. And he's like, well, you stop to go to the bathroom, obviously. I mean, even on the straight through drive, he's like, you stop for certain things, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, the fast charge on whatever model, I don't know, forgot model, what model we were looking at at the time up there. But he's like, the fast charge on this only takes like 15 or 20 minutes. He said, that's assuming that it's dead. He said, if you just charge it every time you stop regardless. Right. He's like, it, it wouldn't take that long. He's like, hook it up to the charger. By the time you go into the store, you use the bathroom, you get some drinks, you have a smoke, you know what I mean? Like right. it's charged. And then, so I got to thinking, it, thinking about that. And I thought, okay, yeah, cool. And I'm, and I'm like, but how much does it cost to charge? And if anybody out there in the chat live or in replay, uh, have electric or have used them on any kind of consistent basis, and know the cost if you have to charge them somewhere. Drop that either out there in the live chat or, or in a, a comment below.
1: You know what? I think I've heard people say that you have uh, you have an, an account with Tesla, and when you go only char- on
0: certain charger stations with that. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, but yeah, so
1: they have you have like an account, and you charge it, and they take that off your account.
0: Yeah, it's the the te- Tesla's power stations, but not all. Places you charge are going to be that way, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I got to looking after I got home, and it looked like to me, my my homework, that it was about fifteen to twenty bucks for a charge. Well, we every time we stop for gas in this it's Kia, this this Kia gets forty plus to the gallon. First of mm-hmm. all, right? So we're getting four hundred something on a tank, right? As opposed to three right um we've got like 400 on a tank and it's maybe 30 bucks to fill it up you know what i mean it takes what it takes what five minutes right right so um you know if you look at it you're like i don't know that i just don't see how the savings is there and he's like yeah for something like that he's like honestly he said when we sell electric it's typically for people to tootle around in town like you're not you're not really going far yeah, off that's going to go right. go to the grocery store go to church you'll do this do that um typically is what you know it's why you're doing it um and i got to thinking about it and i thought yeah i mean that'd be kind of cool i mean as a as a daily driver for my wife back and forth to work grocery store home type thing i'm like that might be pretty cool charge it here at the house you know i don't know what kind of power they pull to, to be able to charge or anything like that. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're charging it here at the house, like that might be a a cool way to go, but I don't know. I'm just not, as far as the speed on electric (laughs) the performance on electric, I like them right. No gear lag. I mean, it's, it's cool.
1: It, Um, it, It is pretty cool. But, uh, I, I, I become one of these guys that I don't really like the thought of, um, Somebody being able to shut off the electricity, Um you know, like if everything, you know, I mean, I've, I've certainly seen probably way too many movies where all the power gets shut off and you're stuck someplace. Like I'm not a not a fan of that. I, I, I don't like that idea.
0: Well, if the power gets shut off, how are you getting fuel other than a siphon or something? This this is true. This is this is also true. <laughs> you know but, what I mean? Which if you don't know yeah, how I to do. siphon you don't know how to siphon or you don't have the proper tooling or rig to make that easier, um, have you ever considered that in a bug-out bag? That's a question for everybody out that there. Is, I'm just, that,
1: that is a just good question. Curious. That is a good question.
0: Right? Because what happens if you're off in something like, you know, and there are other cars on the highway that have been abandoned that may have fuel in them, but you need a way to get that fuel out.
1: This is true. This is true. <laughs>
0: You know, and a gas can. You know, a lot of people don't ride around with gas cans in the back of their, you know, even a one gallon gas can in the back of their vehicle or anymore. The vehicle, yeah. Now I get, I get not having one full of gas in the back of it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about carrying around an extra gallon of gas, right? Uh, but an empty can anyway. Not gonna, not gonna hurt anything.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not.
0: Uh, defense dad out there. He says I wouldn't, I wouldn't own an EV. Uh, i live in an uh, apartment and not allowed to install a supercharging station so it would be a huge pain if you were slow charging yeah i don't know the slow charge and all of that i got to figure out here in the middle of nowhere um, yeah that thing may have to stay on the charger the entire time my wife is home uh in order order (laughs) to 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 charge it i don't know i don't know how fast the slow the slow charger is but there's there's lots of drawbacks. I like them, but like the tech has to get there. Um, yeah.
1: It's, it, it's a cool idea, but, uh, and
0: I'll let's... say tech, tech in the sense of like the battery and the power thing. Right. Right. Uh, like if they ever figure out how it can charge itself, but right now that's a huge, huge problem. Mm. Uh, cause the, the power that it expends to run any type of an alternator or generator or whatever you know what i mean offsets the what am i thinking offsets the battery offsets the charging that's occurring from that device if that makes sense so it takes more to try to charge it than it does just to you know what i mean Than it's actually outputting Um, right once they can get that and their channels that I've, i've even seen people do tests that have hooked up a um, you know, one of the little things on the back of your car where you can carry a cooler or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And actually and actually hooked a generator up. Like a <laughs> diesel generator. And they basically run around on a track with a diesel generator running on the back of the Tesla, right? Oh, and the God. weight of the generator offset the charging that the generator was doing to the batteries on the Tesla. <laughs> so it's like, like- old- seems like a lot of work <laughs> they gained. Like they gained, like, I don't know, but it was like single digit miles or something crazy like that. It was, it was insane. Um So yeah, that tech has definitely got, but I think they'll get there. I think they'll eventually, they'll eventually get there. I wish the government would get out of the way, go figure. The government get out of the way. But Ugh. I think if the government would get out of the way of a lot of this stuff and start and quit, with the whole mandate and we need electric and we got, and they would just quit with that. I think, um, yeah, I think there would be more motivation for the private sector to try to come up with something, but because the the government wags their fingers and says, we need to all be doing this. Well, look at all the people that are in the market trying to do it. Right. So from a capitalistic standpoint, you've got built in competition because the government's demanding it, like shut up and just let the market work.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the 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 people will figure it out. The government could just stay out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yep.
0: So let's uh, see what we got over here. Yeah, Defense Daddy said I don't know. Defense Daddy, I don't know. I don't know hybrid though. Said I've been looking at the Ford Maverick for a while. Those are nice. Yeah, those are nice. Except for they, they turned the Maverick into a truck though. It's like. That's the only thing that bugged me first time I seen one I was like, that's a cool looking what that's his maverick what mm. like the Maverick's not supposed to be a truck. I just that gets me.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen one.
0: I need to pay attention more. You've seen the old Ford Maverick cars though, right
1: I, It's nothing's coming to mind
0: yeah uh, you would you would know them if you've seen them I'm sure i'm sure pro,
1: I'm, I'm sure I would I'm sure
0: I would yeah. Yeah, real popular in the seventies. Ford Maverick was there, like the seventies. It was kind of like what am I thinking out there, folks? Like the Corvair, maybe, <laughs> or or the <laughs> Pinto, or the or the Pinto. I mean, oh, the Ford man. Maverick was essentially along those lines. But I will tell you what, there were I have seen Ford Mavericks that were we're talking about the classic Ford Maverick, nothing new stuff. But I have seen Ford Mavericks that were beefed up before. Uh, I've seen Ford Mavericks on the racetrack that. They were, they were tough, but I've seen pintos and all kinds of things on the racetrack that were, that were tough. So, uh, let me, uh, let me mute while I cough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate so that. Don't,
0: so I don't blow everybody's eardrums out. Cause I knew that was coming. I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. And let's, um, let's have some fun, Charlie. Let's do. Yeah, let's do let's it. Get over here. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. I get over here to my banners. Let's do the uh, quick draw segment quick brought draw. to you by our friends at craftholsters.com. And uh, I don't have a code for you on craftholsters.com, uh, but I can tell you that they have a ton of leather holsters, uh, they have shoulder holsters, and any type of a belt. Waist draw you can think of from small to back to cross draw, inside the waistband, outside the waistband, paddle style holsters, you name it. They've got it in leather over there. Got some pretty cool cowboy rigs too. So uh, go check them out, Uh, craftholsters.com. Charlie, I'm going to give you two choices here. All right. You got to give me one. You got to give me an answer. You can't take a pass. You can't pick both. That's cheating. There (laughs) we go. Is that is uh, it timed? Uh not really. Just uh, no, okay. you know, the quicker you can do them, and the the quicker something comes to mind, probably the better. But uh, yeah, here we go. All right. Uh, John Wayne or Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood. Do you rather have a horse or a motorcycle? Motorcycle. If you had to fight one now. What's the premise on this one if you had to fight one which would you choose a predator a predator or an alien
1: oof, oof. I would say an alien an
0: alien okay yeah
1: cuz i don't think they're going to land
0: that's just true <laughs> i'm running uh, my odds yeah all right um are you uh would you rather uh, go hiking or go jogging
1: hiking yeah there's no sense in running
0: yeah i don't i don't get it either
1: only run when chased
0: right uh so flat dark earth or od green
1: flat dark earth
0: do you spend more time looking through ebay or amazon
1: Amazon. I've kind of forgotten about eBay now that Amazon's here.
0: <laughs> a lot of people do, but eBay has all the cool old retro stuff. This is true. If I can't find it on Amazon, then I look on eBay. Right, right. Um, whole kernel corn or cream style corn? Oh my God, whole kernel. Absolutely.
1: I am not a savage.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, Right. Uh, tater tots or french fries?
1: Oh, french fries.
0: Uh, Had you rather be, pick one of these, had you rather be Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark?
1: Bruce Wayne, for sure.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, pick your fighter in their prime, okay? Now, you're not fighting against these. These are fighting against each other, and you're picking the winner. In their prime, Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson?
1: Oh, my God. Muhammad Ali. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Because okay. then you get
1: to say you fought the champ.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I think, I, watched- I think fighting I think fighting Mike Tyson would be almost a death wish.
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely. This is the guy that, you know, obviously bit someone's ear off, but he's also like, hey, man, it's a fight. Who cares? It's just it's a fight. True.
0: It's scary. It is scary. And if you have not, you know. If you haven't been into boxing or you know whatever get on jump on youtube just look up mike tyson knockouts or something and i mean holy moses
1: he's, that is scary he's scary he's, I, I saw a uh, i saw a video in, in the last couple days of it's it's an older video i know this but he was being interviewed by somebody and and you know he he brought up Tyson's rape charge and then Tyson's like he, you know he's like you're an asshole <laughs> right. like you're, you're a freaking idiot right. like you know I I, I don't even want to talk to you anymore let's just get the hell out of here you 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 don't talk to people this way this is ridiculous right so yeah, he's got cool. a lot of f u money like i don't have to be here this is nonsense
0: oh and he's he's a weird uh i can't think of the name of his podcast now but he's got a podcast and He's a weird dude, of course. I mean, you know, he was weird before he got hit in the head a lot. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He was, let's be honest. He was. And I'm not going to say weird in a bad way. We all know people that are weird, uh, you know, different than us. But he does. Like, some of the conspiracy theories he goes down and some of the other stuff is like, wow, like this dude, he's just, his brain works on a whole other level. not saying it's above or below it's just a whole (laughs) maybe a whole nother dimension would be the proper way to put it right uh but even now like you look at that dude like i wouldn't want him
1: no obviously he's not in his prime but i wouldn't want to take a hit from him now like no dude like what was that there was a guy in an airplane a few months ago right that like punched him in the back of the head yeah now I take that back. Depending on how big the check
0: was, right? <laughs> uh, I'm just putting out there in case there's any of Tyson's PR people that are, you know, maybe out there. Depending on how big the check
1: was, I might have to consider it. Well, well yeah. How big of the check versus the, uh, the hospital bills? You've got the hospital bill or even the, the fear of death, right? Because that's a yes. possibility if you're standing there and letting Mike Tyson punch you. Right? Like you could end up in a wheelchair peeing in a tube for the rest of your life.
0: Oh yeah, just from one punch. Yeah. 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 Uh dude was dude was scary for sure. <laughs> so, what else what else we got, Charlie?
1: What else? Uh, I actually uh my my son is on spring break this week and he came over and one night we watched the Rocky Balboa movie and then after that uh... he's like we, we have to watch Creed. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, being, being an older guy now, um, the Rocky movies are, uh, particularly Balboa. This one was a little, um, I don't want to say it wasn't your typical Rocky movie. Cause you know, he's going to get into a fight and either he's going right. to, he, yeah, I mean, really it's obviously, yeah, yeah. but he's either going to beat the guy or he's going to, um, he's going to, he's going to come out victorious no matter what it is, whether he wins the fight right or he wants to make it to the end of the fight. We know this is going to happen. Moral um,
0: victory, some kind of victory. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. you know,
1: the the first one they said he wasn't going to make it whatever 10 or 12 rounds and he made it the whole time and he needed to prove to himself that he could do it, which is the whole the whole point of the Rocky series. But right. this one was a little different because um he lost his wife and uh Paulie didn't really want like when he decided he wanted to fight this younger guy, Paulie really didn't want to help him. Um, and so, you know, being an older guy, you look back at this, you're like, uh, he's fighting for different reasons. He's fighting to prove to himself that he's not a has-been, mm-hmm. you know? And again, he just, he just wanted to make sure he could make it the whole, the whole fight with, um, you know, without getting knocked out and right. making it to the end. He doesn't want to win I and mean, he wants to win, but he doesn't want to win. The requirement is that he, he proves to himself that he's worthy. Right. All right. Um, yeah,
0: it's been a while. I've seen those, but it's been a while. Uh, watching now, what is the, is it all of us, the rest of us? I don't the know. The rest of us, maybe. Somebody out there will be able to help me out. But it's uh, it's on HBO. It's a zombie-ish, end of the world apocalypse series uh, that's out there. Yeah. Um, it has its moments of left-wing lunacy. <laughs> I'll just Shocking. say that. I'll just say that. Uh, if you can get by that, though, pretty good. Uh, the zombie premise is pretty solid. Uh, there are several ways of thinking. If you get into zombie lore and that kind of thing, I don't know if you've ever been fascinated by that, but I am. I'm somewhat of an expert. Uh, <laughs> somewhat but, of an
1: expert in zombies, but, but you know,
0: typically. I- you typically go ahead.
1: Uh, I'm late to the game on things and I, oh, yeah? I, yeah. And I tried watching walking dead after it'd been on for a few seasons. Ah, uh, yeah, And and I think I made it to the end of the second season. I'm like, I, I can't do this, man. This, I think
0: this... I made it to about the third or maybe the fourth and I was done with it. Yeah, I was done. Uh, very, very unrealistic. We're talking about a zombie movie and we're saying unrealistic, but it's an unrealistic um, zombie movie. <laughs> that's, that says a lot, right? Right. Um, but you know typically you know you come around and and the whole zombie thing they said okay it's viral 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 well if you look medically it's very hard for it to be viral um odds are better that it would be bacterial in nature um but the premise of this movie is it's a fungus which is even more interesting because they tie it in and this is where some of the left-wing lunacy comes into play a little bit with it but they tie it into global warming because fungi um and it's not fungi is not the correct word for the that that type of a, uh of Maxillia. a fungus or, or whatever yeah for that type of a organism like fungus is the best way i can put it we call them the mushroom zombies is what we call them because that's kind of what they look like almost they're mushrooms but anyway but it's basically a fungus but on like a microbial level or whatever right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and I, like i said i don't remember the medical term but if you think about it they say oh because you know the, the planet warmed a few degrees there was these fungus basically that wouldn't be able to interact with the human body before because the human body was too warm, right? Our body temperature was too warm. But now that the earth has warmed, the fungi or whatever has gotten used to the warmer temperatures. And so now it can basically infect or whatever the human body It's like. It's, it's pretty neat. Like I said, some left-wing lunacy in there for global warming and sure. whatever. But the way they built it into the premise, you're like, oh, okay, this works. This is it's not cool. it's not too too far fetched. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think what's cool, especially in the later episodes. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you plan on watching it. But not too many spoiler alerts, but spoiler alerts. But you know, they do head uh, up north and out west, so to get out of, like Wyoming and Montana, and obviously a lot of snow, obviously cold, right? And I noticed in one of those episodes, I told my wife, I said. They haven't run into, like, a mushroom zombie, like, this whole time. That would make sense, though, if you think about it. Because it's, like, snow on the ground and crap's froze over, right? Uh,
1: that makes sense. So, that it's like,
0: ah, they're all, like, froze or whatever. Like, so, I'm like, that's pretty cool that they keep that consistent. And they don't all of a sudden have zombies, these zombies running around in, in cold weather. Because, like, that wouldn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> so. That it, so, we should all move to Montana. Wouldn't
0: make any sense in a zombie movie. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Go no, said, what did
1: well, I just walk into? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea, man.
0: Right. I'm getting some light flickers now, which is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, we're up against the top of the hour. We do have some storms rolling in. So, that may be, may be that starting be to get a little hairy here. But uh, that's okay because we're at the top of the hour. So, I'm going to give you a shot again, Charlie um there are links to charlie i think riding shotgun with charlie on youtube is going to be down below but if people want to follow check out what you're doing get in touch with you uh yeah give us that spiel
1: Writing Shotgun with Charlie's, where you can find everything. WritingShotgunWithCharlie.com is the website. You can watch the show on GunStreamer, on YouTuber, on the OpsLens. You can find shows on uh, AmmoLand as well. Um, you can listen to the show in podcast form on all your favorite podcast outlets. And one of the things I've been doing for the last year is I have been repurposing shows for writing Shotgun with Charlie, which is on the Armed Lifestyle magazine. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to see something entertaining, I also make videos playing the trumpet with one hand and shooting a gun with the other. And I got about 300 videos on YouTube uh, and I call them gun grams. So check out the gun grams and check out writing shotgun with Charlie. And this is, uh, this has been great. Thank you for having me on. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. I totally forgot the gun grams. I'm glad you mentioned that. So. I I just did uh, I did one a couple weeks ago of the pina colada song for some for someone uh, over in France, and nice. so I, I called up a couple of my friends. I'm like, "Hey, I need I need to go. Uh, we need to go meet and have a pina colada." And she's like, "I don't like pina coladas." So I'm like, "I don't either, but I have to do this to get video of me drinking a pina colada."
0: <laughs> right. Right. Wow.
1: So the things <laughs> I have to do for work are pretty. Uh, yeah, are pretty it's
0: good, horrible. But, it's terrible. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Charlie, for, uh, for jumping in, man. Appreciate it. Hang tight. Uh, don't go anywhere. But I am going to drop you back while we uh, close this out and say again thanks to, of course, Craft Holsters for uh, helping out with the uh, quick draw segment. Thanks to, of course, mtmk-guard.com. Remember, you can save 10% off there with code CloberTac at checkout. Uh, thanks to, obviously, the YouTube channel members, the Patreon patrons, everybody else that uh, showed up live, that participated in the chat, everybody that has watched in replay. Uh, we love you. Uh, next week, we've got the pound for pound, the biggest gun bunny in the world. We've got Tony Simon in the house next week. That's going to be fun. That'll be a FUD talk. We'll talk very little about 2A in that, and that's always fun to have Tony on because – He eats, sleeps, and breathes 2A, and so it's fun to get on and uh, and just talk about guns and and other things. So looking forward to that. And then we've got Chantel with uh, Women Who Carry and Work the Trigger podcast. I believe those are scheduled on the channel, so obviously you can go check them out and uh, set up notifications. Join us live. I think both of those are going to be in the evenings on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, As far as this one, though, we're going to call it done in the books. Uh, Yeah, everybody, if you're listening to this on a Thursday, on a Friday, then uh, have a good weekend. We'll see you on the uh, flip side of it. And until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out Clovertack.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Clover Tack Podcast.